<clears throat> and welcome back. This is the newly rebranded Magical Up. Uh, <clears throat> the newly rebranded Practical Magic Podcast, where we do lifestyle design and personal management from a magical perspective. This used to be called Magical Mumbles, but it's now Practical Magic. I took a long, long break. I was not recording episodes due to plenty of factors from COVID to my audio not working correctly on my computer to just general laziness. But we're back. We are back and better than ever. I feel like Practical Magic is kind of what Magical Mumbles was always meant to be. Because the Magical Mumbles, we talked about magic, the science and art of causing change in accordance with the will, but it tended to remain around a practical day-by-day sort of uh, basis. So I decided, why not? Let's dial this in. I'm going to have a a better time. You guys are going to have a better time listening because you're going to get much more use out of this because it's now we are focused specifically on practical application of holistic methods. Holistic, in this case, is defined as accounting for every conceivable aspect of human experience from the physical all the way up to the spiritual. We are going to be talking about how to be in line with biology, in line with mental and physical well-being, in line with astrological well-being, aligned with spiritual well-being, and beyond. We are going to use science, spirituality, psychology, biology, and whatever else we can get our hands on to create our perfect life. There's no such thing as perfect, but you know, a life that we're stoked to live. So, what is today's topic? Well, the last thing that was on my uh, Trello board as a note for things to make episodes about was minimalism. So I guess we can talk about minimalism and magic, Uh, practical magic. Uh, Minimalism is not really trending anymore, so I mean, I guess I won't get a lot of listens on this, this, but hey, it's, it's, it's a topic, it's worth talking about. Minimalism is a practice that I personally have picked up. I saw the documentary on Netflix. I listened to the podcast for a while, The Minimalist. I don't listen to it anymore. Uh, I got kind of repetitive. But the concept is great. In a nutshell, minimalism... One second, let me take a sip of... I'm kind of yelling, huh? In In a nutshell, minimalism is the conscious allowing and omission of things from one's life. Another way to put it is it's the conscious, it's being conscious about what you bring into your life. A lot of people think, they hear the word minimalism and they see minimalists and they think it means wearing all black, wearing one outfit and having nothing in your house but a laptop, a lamp, and uh, a homemade ladder shelf. But that 
being minimalist is not about having nothing in your house. It's not about having as little, uh, as few possessions as possible. It's not even really about possessions. Um, and we're going to make it even less about possessions in, in this talk. But it is about being conscious about what it is you are bringing into your life. You, for, uh, your your possessions and a lot of minimalists especially in the podcast and minimalism in general is very focused on actual physical possessions like the stuff you have and buy and and keep in your in your home and on your person um it's 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 largely centric around that and they do occasionally touch on um emotional minimalism um uh relationship related minimalism uh, but it's generally about being conscious about what you bring into your life. Is is when you go to the store, and it can get uh, as complex or as simple as you want. Say you're going shopping, and you're first of all, you, you might not go shopping anymore, like like as a as a tourist shopping trip as a minimalist, unless you particularly get joy out of doing so and that is where we could start the act of shopping is in an, is in and of itself an activity and some people enjoy this activity for its own sake um, other people go shopping particularly as a, a, a pacifying chase for uh, dopamine in short you, you, people are looking to feel good they want to go find something they want to go buy something and it's that all-famous retail therapy, right? Um, during these shopping trips, one is likely to come home with any number of knickknacks, doobobs, doohickeys, and things, many of which probably are not serving that person in their life. They serve only as a temporary pacifier to buy something they feel good for a day and then the joy is gone, and they're right back in square one. This is the sort of addictive behavior that is associated with drugs, associated with uh, uh, toxic relationships, and other forms of toxic life. Minimalism seeks to solve this problem by taking into account the value, the real value, the true value that something brings into your life and also it takes it takes into the practice of removing things from one's life which no longer serve any value um i have done this myself i got rid of some stuff i didn't even get rid of that much stuff really but i got rid of some stuff and i did experience a tangible increase in my personal well-being uh lightness of my heart ease in my mind, less mind clutter, less things to think about, less things to get in my way, less things to literally trip over physically in my space. These things add up in, 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 in what we can call your, um, your field, for lack of a better term. Maybe we'll, we'll term that in, in the course of, of, of these talks, but your, your, your space, you know? All these different factors can add up in your space and form form what can be a quite a, a powerful aura or a powerful uh, energy field in your space. And this is where things can start getting magical because 
you can you can do minimalism and and say you know having less stuff in my room makes it easier to get around i lose things less and i get more joy from the things in my house because i've the only things that are left are things that i really really like and that's the idea is the only things you own are your favorite things it's not about dip, d- deprivation it's about really being extra selfish and extra specific and picky. It's about being really, really picky. <laughs> you can call minimum minimalism pickiness, <laughs> basically. And so we get that concept. The concept, and you can listen to the podcast and read about minimalism if you want to get more in depth, but we get the, the basic concept. Minimalism is allowing only things in your life that cause you, that bring you joy, bring you a specific value to your life that you know what kind of value it's bringing and getting rid of uh, donating, throwing away, whatever. Getting rid of things that don't bring you joy in, in your heart. And I'm sort of using KonMari-ish language here too because they're, they're, KonMari and minimalism are sort of you know similar in that regard. So how does this become magical? Well, you can get minimalist not only about your things, not only about the relationships in your life, but you can get minimalist about your belief systems. You can get minimalist about your practices, your rituals. And you can get really nitty-gritty minimalist about your 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 trains of thought and your thoughts. Let me give you an example. Well, let me just dig into that a little bit. So, <clears throat> Let's say um, I have a, uh, a practice that I picked up. Let's say I, I took a, a course. I'm just making this up as I go. Let's say I took a course, some kind of spiritual course, and I learned some kind of practice and some kind of paradigm, right? They, that the instructor who gave this course had a certain belief about the world, maybe beliefs about God, maybe beliefs about life itself, and he imparted his belief system and the the techniques and practices that were gleaned from that system onto his class of which you are a participant. So now you walk out of the classroom and you have this kind of, um, this, uh, this pack, this package of, of belief systems. As a magician, as as a chaos magician, as I fancy to call myself aesthetically, I have the choice in 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 doing practical as a practical magician. Let's call let's call it. I have a choice to pick and choose from what from that system what gives me value and what does not. Let's say he has a belief about God that doesn't match with mine. Um, it's it's nothing bad or anything, but it just doesn't fit with my own worldview, which I still find value in. Because, mind you, and this is important, I took the time and the effort to honestly self-check, self-analyze, and determine whether or not these things are bringing me value. So I've discovered with this developed um, this developed discretion develop your discretion with this developed discretion I can say you know what I appreciate what this person was telling me and what they have taught however I'm going to go ahead and go in and hack this 
like a computer hacker or like a, like an editor and I'm going to edit this and I'm going to take out this part about uh, about this belief system but you know I really like the practical use of this ritual that he showed us that we can do every afternoon with a glass of water and and some some magic words or something there was a space in my in my uh, system for that to fit and actually bring me value because it has actual value and you have to be of course careful i'm not saying pick and choose what you prefer to believe don't believe in things that you know are not true just because you prefer it to be true i'm saying be very particular and pay attention to which belief systems are actually serving you in your life. Sometimes belief systems can um, serve you but not be your favorite thing to think about. Sometimes the truth hurts, in other words. Sometimes you hear the truth and it's not what you wanted to hear. But if you're honest and if you're, you're really deliberate and you're thinking critically and you're really self-aware... You can discover sometimes that things can actually serve you if you take them on. Things can actually help you line more up with ultimate truth if you take them on, if you accept it for what it is and take those things on. And if you're able to have the critical thought and the um, detachment, the ability, the skill of detachment, you're able to move and edit and interchange your belief systems at will depending on what serves you. And by doing so, continually refine and upgrade your functional belief system. Your FBS. <laughs> Am I making up stuff left and right on this, on this show, baby? Mm. So, this is useful in my opinion. Because you then become, by using the tool of minimalism as like a, you know, a, a meta tool to edit and control the things in your life, the belief systems in your life, the thoughts in your head, and eventually the feelings in your heart. And you can use this to create paradigmal realities. You can create infrastructure that sets up a reality in your life that you can hook onto and re reliably uh, respond with. Um, in a, for example, um, I can refine using minimalism, taking things out, putting things in, and uh, in the context of being a coyote, being a practical magician, and having an experimental mindset, I can take things. Let's say let let's start from let's start from the root chakra, and start with the physical. I can I can rearrange my space. I can remove items and things that are taking conscious attention in my physical space in my in my home, right? I can uh, remove things from my pockets and my person that I'm carrying around that are a burden. I can donate clothes that I no longer wear and that are cluttering up my, my drawers and causing me decision fatigue. I can remove uh, dishes from my sink um, and dial it down to only what I need and therefore uh, lower my everyday stress 
and clean, uh, make my home cleaner and more pleasant to be in and more aesthetically pleasing because I have less dishes to worry about. Overall, reducing my stress. A lot of, a lot of um, the physical minimalism is, is about stress reduction, um, it seems to me. Um, going up the ladder into uh, Svaristana, um, we can say that we can remove the um, ambitions and the attachments that we have in life. We can, we can say that, you know what, I'm seeing... Uh, for for example, let's say that you're um, a young adult to um, middle age, and you have been, and your life, after self reflection, has been plagued and burdened by this idea that you have to be a certain, let's say, career path. Let's say your father or your friends growing up or your teachers or someone put. Helped you get into get the idea in your head that you have to follow a certain path of career that you have to be a certain type of person. That's a that, that that's you can make an argument that that is a a, a, a construct that is a putting a weight in your svadhisthana your your yellow um, uh, solar plexus. Is that the solar plexus or is that the next one? Whatever that your your belly chakra, the thing um, that's energy that emanates from that space, and you can you can minimize that energy, and you know what, and say after self reflection, say you know what, this does not serve me. This um, idea, this paradigm about a career path, does not serve me, and I feel this energy in my um, ambition center, in my passion center. I feel this pulling, this stress that what I'm truly passionate about is not being honored. What I truly care about is not being honored, and I can, by way of minimalism, consciously remove that attachment from my consciousness, from my being. I'm going to remove it. It requires deliberation, it requires critical thought, it requires self-reflection and self-awareness and uh, uh, pliability, it, re- it requires mutability, and that's all you know the skills of the practical musician, but you can do it. And moving up to the ladder to Manipura, to, to the, I think that's the solar plexus, <coughs> correct me if I'm wrong in the um, voice messages or whatever, but the, um, we went from red to orange to yellow. And I, 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 earlier I said it was yellow, but I meant orange. But this one's yellow, and this one is... I'm rusty. I get rusty on this stuff. Um, it's like not about his passion, but more about um, your desires or some shit. Uh, you, you can... Let's, let's say it's desires. Um, you know, let me, let me Google this really quick. Let me Google this. We, 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 we stay learned it. We stay learned on this, on this show. Let me see. Chakras... Chakras meanings, just for a general idea, um, from from the, the stupid internet. Solar plexus. Okay, Manipur is the solar. Uh, I, I know I have uh, the the Sanskrit names memorized. Let's see, solar plexus. This is an Etsy listing for a poster. Solar plexus, Manipura. Solar plexus, third chakra, is located below the chest to represent self-esteem, pleasure, willpower, and personal responsibility. Um, Svaristana is uh, creative and sexual energies in, imbalance attributes be lack of repressed at creativity. Okay, so I was pretty right. So, um, uh, Manipura, the solar plexus chakra, uh, control issues, um, imbalanced 
um, tendencies, misuse of power, personal responsibility, self-esteem. So this is where you can, uh, moving up the spiritual ladder from the physical up, up to the spiritual, this is where you can remove uh, poor relationships. You can start being particular and start saying, you know what, this relationship is not serving me. And because I care about myself and I care about my well-being, I'm going to remove this relationship from my life. Um, it's where you can think about um, also career-related things. It's where you can where you can start to be deliberate about um, your um, your ideas about yourself. You can let's say you're, you're down on yourself and you're having self-esteem issues. If you're self-aware enough to recognize these issues for what they are, you can lean on minimalism as a tool. You can allow that minimalism to. Um, take on some responsibility to alleviate yourself from some of the resistance that you'll naturally have from within to say deciding that you don't want to consider yourself uh, shy or deciding that you don't want to consider yourself anxious or 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 poor or, uh, or dumb or or cowardly or any of these negative things that we can we can work ourselves into believing about ourselves you can decide that you know what this perception of myself isn't serving me and with as a minimalist i'm going to consciously remove that from my life purely because it doesn't work from a practical standpoint i'm not it ain't helping me it's not getting me any money it's not getting me any happiness it's not getting me laid it's not getting me anything it's not useful just be pragmatic about it. It's not useful, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Simple as that. It doesn't matter, oh, I, I, I don't feel happy uh, or I don't feel confident. Look, confidence is useful. So the, uh, the, the idea, the belief that I'm not confident, if I, if I understand it as a belief system, it's not useful. So fucking cut it out. And the heart space, anahata, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the heart space. It represents self-love and governs relationships. This is where you can, in real time, I love the heart space because this is where in real time, moving up that, that, um, that vibrational ladder, this is where you can start to be aware in the present and you can start to direct your attention using your heart space. It's not in your head. Your attention is actually in your heart. And this is where you can be walking through throughout the day deciding, you know what? I'm not going to get into this argument with this person today. Maybe in another space and time, this discussion can happen, but I can sense that this interaction with this person is only going to cause disruptancy, stress, and harm to my heart and theirs. I'm not going to engage in this, and I'm not going to um, be against. I'm not going to say, screw you. I'm just going to simply remove the situation from me or remove myself from the situation. It's being aware. It's saying, you know what? I'm not going to go over to that party today because I'm feeling like it's not where I truly want to be right now. And I'm not going to have guilt and feel like I'm supposed to be there and show face. I'm not going to have guilt and think I'm, I'm just going to honor what truly feels right to me. This is where you can be conscious and present about what feels good and what feels not good because, you know, Getting drunk feels good, but it doesn't mean that it's going to stay feeling good and it doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. 
what feels ecological, what feels congruent, not just good, but right, right? Sometimes what feels congruent doesn't always feel good right away off the bat. Sometimes what feels congruent takes a, a minute to of, of consideration for you to see, you know what, it's not what would feel immediately satisfying, like getting in a fight sometimes feels immediately satisfying, but I know in my heart it's not the right thing to do. And moving up the ladder to the throat chakra, the expression of the ability to speak and communicate clearly and effectively. This is where in this space you can start to be considerate and minimalist about your communication, your, um, your self-talk, and your, and your verbal communication. It's being um, conscious about how you express yourself. And you can be self-aware and, and examine the modes in which you express yourself both to yourself and to the world and make, it a, make a, a judgment call on whether or not these things are serving me. Does it serve me? Is this, does it serve the world? Is this something that needs to exist? This is where I feel like um, staying silent more often than not tends to be good advice. Personally, I feel like 80% of what people say with their mouths doesn't need to be said at all. 80% of the time, we can just be shutting the fuck up and letting God speak. And we don't need to be fucking, we don't need to be talking at all. We, we, could, we could stand to have a little more eye contact. We could stand to have a little more actual gestures of love and appreciation and gratitude and empathy towards each other without the qualifications. Just smile at someone. Just hug someone. Just, just open the door for someone holding the boxes for them. Just pick up the, the wallet for the person and hand it back to them out of the kindness of your heart. Just help the old lady cross the street. You know what I'm saying? Just do, just be kind. Be particular. Be minimalist. Be particular about your, your choice of expression. Consider whether or not the, what you're about to say, the, not just the words, but the spirit from that rises from your heart and travels through your throat for expression is that spirit a pure emanation of the heart which is connected to to the source of pure reality to the source of love to the source of unconditional love which is the fabric of our reality is it an emanation is it an expression of that truth of that holy source and the third eye the ajna chakra I guess this is we're doing this. It represents intuition, foresight, and is driven by openness and imagination. I'm reading this Serena King's Designs, by the way. This is this is a poster made by Serena King's Designs on Etsy. Just as a shout out, I'm using this as a little helper here. Um, intuition, sight. So third eye. This is where we're getting real magical here. Your third eye. First of all, uh, minimalism. How does this apply with minimalism? Your third eye is your is your sixth sense. It's your foresight. It's your intuition. It's what you know without knowing. This is all about self-awareness. This is all about overstanding. This is about honesty with the self. This is about keeping your third eye opening, 
op- open, keeping your third eye open, and having and practicing that skill, that essential skill used by minimal- minimalism, which is deliberation, which is attention, which is um, self-awareness, and understanding that um, not everything that passes through our life is not everything that passes through our life is desirable, is good. They, it takes, we, we, we have to take it a constant um, uh, self, a course correction throughout our lives here. And when, when, you're, uh, when you perceive life through a third eye, you're perceiving, um, you're overstanding, you're perceiving that which is not perceivable by simple um, uh, direct logic. It's intuition. It's it's the, the, your gut feeling. It's it's seeing the future. It's it's how we we perceive into the future and make predictions. Um, it's how we perceive the truth of things. It's through the third eye that we can relate the visual language when we talk about seeing auras. And being particular and self-aware of that, it's it's less about removing objects of thought and removing and allowing. It's more about practicing the actual essential skill of minimalism, of being conscious, of being deliberate, and being uh, perceptive, and knowing the difference between intuition and hunches that are that emanate from from within and. Um, um, just a guess, just guessing, or or it kind of ignorant thought in in calling because you you can you can you can you can think something and want it to be true or think it could be true or have an emotional attachment to it um, and think that it's intuition simply because you feel it and there is no evidence around you to support it. Oh, so it's intuition? No, it's not necessarily intuition. You could just be full of shit. And it's consciousness and being conscious that allows us to make more accurate deliberations of this. And this brings us to the crown chakra, the, the uh, sahasra. It's another weird Sanskrit word. And it represents states of higher consciousness, divine connection. And this is where we can be deliberate and minimalist. To practice minimalism through the crown chakra is to be self-aware and is to live on i'm gonna i'm gonna make up a phrase here it's to live between worlds is to live between the transition of third dimensional reality to fourth dimensional reality it's uh, let me let me explain something that 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 maybe i hope will sum sum up sum this up that makes kind of sense to me i once learned a technique a long time ago on uh, on the internet, um, a technique where you imagine a light directly above your head, right above your crown chakra, and you imagine that a word is inside of that light. So you're imagining that there's like a ball of light floating above your head right now. You can feel it, right? And imagine the word viscous, viscous. Like literally, like typed out the word viscous and put it into that light. 
and hold that word into your head and see how that makes you feel. And then try um, changing that word around. Try putting the word empathy or try uh, changing it out with the word um, excited. Using that technique is sort of like a technique that, that puts you in a perception of living between worlds, living between the third dimensional reality and the fourth dimensional reality of spirit that, that, that um, exists with and without us uh, as, a, 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 as a corresponding plane of existence. It's the awareness and the action acting through the awareness of the corresponding planes of existence. Um, and it goes both ways, as beloved, so below. It's the perception of events of reality through the perception of fourth dimensional and higher realities and the ability to relate those occurrences with the corresponding recurrences of our plane a la the hermetic principle of correspondence. So minimalism doesn't have to just be taking shit out of your life and having no shit. Minimalism is about the conscious awareness of what you are bringing into and allowing to be in your life. It's the conscious awareness of what is in your life, the self-awareness of yourself and whether or not these things in your life are, are bringing you value, are bringing value to the people, other people in the world, to the world at large. And it's and it goes from the physical level through all throughout uh, all levels of reality. And this is, this is what makes it a magical paradigm. It is not just taking things in and out of your life and being conscious of it. It's being conscious of the, the large picture of what your life is, what is inside it, what's bringing it value, what's, what's bringing it joy. And how that relates with you spiritually, physically in your health it's 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 uh removing things from your diet and taking into account taking the example of a diet when you remove something from your diet also how that relates to your spiritual spirituality for some people diet is a spiritual practice and that can be one way of finessing the situation um even even if you don't currently taking on a spiritual dietary practice as a way of filling your life with infrastructure. I'm talking about relating these things in, in this show, Practical Magic. We're relating these uh, concepts, these different concepts, holistic concepts and various concepts and turning them into infrastructure, uh, turning them into practical modes and practical techniques which nobody can argue with. Because they aren't based on faith. They account for faith, but they are not faith-based. They account for faith, and faith is a component. But magic is not based upon faith. It's based upon belief. Be self-aware. Be deliberate. Be discriminating. Be particular. Be picky about what you bring into your life. Whether that is an object, the things you buy, the things you have in your house, to attitudes about life, about others, to beliefs about yourself, the world, 
God, spirituality, but not science. Science is not subject to spirituality. Uh, excuse me, to minimalism. Anyway, and with that, I'm going to head out. This has been the first new episode of Practical Magic. I hope you enjoyed the show. I believe the link is active now, so please check out the show notes and send me a voice message. You can send voice messages. You can ask questions. You can leave comments. I will play them on the show, respond to them. I would love to get that going. Um, Stay tuned. We do have some guests planned for the show. For once, we are at least one. I have one guest. I have the first guest planned. It's, It's a good one. Um, and stay tuned for that in the future. I hope you enjoy your lives. Good luck out there. Stay safe. Stay strong. And I will talk to you later. Peace out. Magic.